0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to the All It Takes Is A Goal podcast, the best place in the entire world, including, and this is critical, including all of Canada to learn how to build new thoughts, new actions, and new results. I'm your host, John Acuff, and today I'm going to teach you one of the most powerful questions you can ask when it comes to finishing your goals. Now, it's probably a question you've never asked before. You might not have even heard this question asked by anybody before, but as soon as you ask it, you're going to be surprised that it took you this long to get here. Before we start, today's episode is sponsored by me. If you want to accomplish more goals next year, you should use the calendar that I've been using for the last 11 years. It's called the Finish Calendar And I love it for seven very specific reasons. Number one, the finished calendar is big and beautiful. It's 36 inches tall by 25 inches wide. This thing is massive. It gives you enough space to actually plan things each day. Number two, reason that I love it, finished calendar is reversible. You've got a vertical side and a wide orientation side. That's like two calendars for the price of one. Me, myself, I prefer vertical, but I also like that it comes in two versions, traditional paper and dry erase. Number three reason I love it, it makes time real. When someone says, hey, John, can you do that project in the next six weeks? That time feels fictional to me. Six weeks from now, I can't even wrap my head around what will be going on then. I need to be able to see the whole year, not just talk about it. Number four reason I love it, it's a Monday-focused calendar, which means each week starts with Monday. A lot of calendars start the week with Sunday, but that's not how my head works. Monday is the first day of the week to me, and Sunday is the last. For example, I don't know anyone who plans their new week on Saturday night because Sunday is the first day of the week. Number five reason I love it. Studies show that planning when and where that you're going to work on your goals doubles the chances you'll achieve them. Doubles it. That's amazing. This calendar makes that easier. Number six, the finished calendar has 12 encouraging statements on it that I wrote to help slingshot you into a great month of dreaming and doing. And last but not least, Reason number seven, it's not expensive. It costs less than $30. That's 8 cents a day. Name another productivity tool that you'll use every day for an entire year and it only costs you 8 cents. Over the last 11 years, no tool has helped me keep commitments and finish goals like this wall calendar. It truly has become a critical part of my creative process and I can't recommend it highly enough. We don't print a ton of these because I don't have some massive warehouse stacked to the ceiling with tubes of calendars. So if you want one, visit finishcalendar.com and we'll link it in the show notes too. They also make an amazing Christmas or Hanukkah gift for that person in your life that you want to encourage. It comes in a tube, which by the way, who doesn't like to open a tube? Tubes are way more exciting than boxes. That's just science. You're going to blow somebody's mind. Visit finishcalendar.com today to grab one. All right. A few years ago, I got curious about why I don't Finish things. Have you ever had a hard time finishing goals, finishing projects? Um, do you ever finish everything you start? I don't think most people do. And I, I felt frustrated by that. And I would look on my bookshelves and go, Wow, I have a lot of books that I've barely started. Have you ever recommended a book you haven't read? I've, I've done that. Like you've read maybe five pages and you're like, Oh, you would love this book. I've done that. I have all these books on my shelf that I haven't finished reading. I had a bunch of notebooks that I didn't complete. I just had a stack of notebooks with like 10 pages written in them or 15 pages in them. I had a bike, I had a really expensive like carbon fiber bike hung on my wall in my garage, just shaming me. You ever have exercise equipment that just shames you? Like maybe you are like, oh, I'm gonna get so into kayaking. I'm gonna be so serious about kayaking. And then you buy a kayak and there's no hiding from a kayak. They're not the easiest things to store. Um, and every time you go by it, you remember that promise you said you were going to get into kayaking or maybe paddleboarding. Like you paddleboarded once, and you're like, "I now paddleboard. This is my new thing. I'm a paddleboarder." And then you don't do it. I had gym memberships like that where I signed up. I think it was Bally's, maybe back in the day when I was a, a young twenty-something that I signed up for like a nine-year commitment to Bally's. Like I had a long contract, and I remember my wife being like, "Hey, what's this bill from Bally's that you don't go to?" And I was like, "Oh." It's kind of like a timeshare. Um, I did like a timeshare plan with Bally's Fitness where it's a nine-year contract. And we can break it, but we have to give them like our firstborn child. It's, It's a pretty easy contract to break. I had all these things in my life, all these examples of things I wasn't finishing. So I got curious. And so I did what I usually do when I get really curious about something. I commissioned a research study. I commissioned a research study with a PhD named Mike Peasley. And he and I studied nearly 900 people for six months as they worked on their goals. All types of goals. Health goals, financial goals, career goals, sales goals, spiritual goals, every type of goal. We worked with nearly 900 people for six months so that we could answer one question. Can you go from being a chronic starter into a consistent finisher? Like, can you learn that? Or is it something you're born with? Like, it's something that like some people have and some people don't. Can you actually learn that? And what we found was amazing. The research was so fun. And I ended up turning our findings into a book and even a course. The video course walks you through six beautifully shot videos on what it takes to finish. The trailer... Is amazing. It it makes me look way cooler than I really am. I want to be upfront with you. We filmed the Nissan Titan Stadium at one point, like the empty stadium, and I look like the king of the world. Like you're going to watch this trailer and feel so inspired that you want to run through a wall like the Kool Aid Man. You can find the course at FinishCourse.com. We'll link it in the show notes. FinishCourse.com. But there's a question, a question I think you should ask today that would really help you learn how to finish the things you start. And again, it's a question most people don't ask, but here it is. is: I'm not. No more delay. No more. Why wait? Here's the question. What am I getting out of not finishing? Let me say that again because it's, it's a big question. What am I getting out of not finishing? Now, that's not necessarily a fun question to ask about your goals, right? But it's an important one because the reality is, the truth of the situation is, you are getting something out of not finishing. If you've had a goal for a while or one that you've just started and routinely quit, like we all have that one goal. We're like, I'm going to do it. This time I'm serious. And we start and we quit. We start and we quit. There's a reason you're doing that. You're getting something out of not finishing. There's a piece of cheese somewhere in this particular maze. Carly Johnson, one of the research participants for my book, Finish, knows what she's getting. She knows why she's not finishing. She told me, quote, If I think I might not succeed, I will allow everything to keep me from even attempting to achieve my goal. Can you hear some of the perfectionism in there? She's afraid she won't succeed, that it won't be perfect. That's a classic benefit of not finishing. You get to hold on to the illusion that you could finish if you really wanted to. Rather than try to find out that you might not be good, you hide in the myth of maybe. You ever hidden in the myth of maybe? That's why Carly won't play her violin for you. She says, I've had it for three years. She's had a violin for three years, and it's been out of the case twice. She said, I'm terrified of it. If I begin and realize I won't be able to succeed, then the dream of playing the violin someday dies. So it makes so much sense to just leave it in the case forever, right? Nonsense. Her words, not mine. Deep down, she knows what she's doing because she asked that question. How about you? Ask yourself that question. What am I getting out of not finishing? So what are some common benefits people receive from not finishing? Maybe one of these three is relatable to you, but here's three different things that people who have a hard time finishing told me they're getting out of not finishing. Number one, control over the outcome. Because if I try, I might fail. If I never try, I at least know the outcome. So one of the things you might be getting by putting off your goal, is control over the outcome. This, again, is one of those classic fears that keeps people from trying. If you want to write a book, for instance, but you're afraid you can't, you decide, okay, I, I want to make sure I can always say I could have if I really wanted to. Again, it's that same illusion Carly dealt with. I could have if I wanted to versus trying and finding out that I didn't have what it takes. The, the second thing you might be getting out of not finishing is praise for being a martyr. Ooh, we just started stepping on some toes right in the middle of the episode, stepping on toes. Yeah, that's something you might be getting out of not finishing. Praise for being a martyr. If you are sacrificing your goals by focusing on other aspects of your life, children, spouses' goals, other life events, for example, you receive accolades from others who are impressed by that selfless act. I see this happen sometimes with entrepreneurs, would be entrepreneurs often express fear that they'll become workaholics if they start their own business. They act like they're one step away from a messy divorce. If they dare, they just dare to make a go at their goal. And you know what? It's just not worth it. Better to play it safe and just think about what they could have done if they really wanted to. They're not avoiding the business. They're protecting the sanctity of the marriage. How noble does that sound? I think it's always tricky when we get to avoid doing something difficult and we get to look like a hero at the same time. That's always tricky. And this one, is, this one is weird because if you're not careful, you end up throwing your kids and your spouse under the bus. I mean, you end up saying things like, I'd love to start a business, but I can't because I'm, I'm trying to focus on my family. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's your kid's fault you're not chasing that dream. Gotcha. The third thing you might be getting out of not finishing is lowered expectations from other people. You heard me. It's lowered expectations from other people. If I try to succeed, then the, the expectations of perfection will be even higher next time. I'd rather occasionally surprise people with what I can do rather than build up a reputation of success that I have to then live up to. I dealt with this one. This is probably on the list. This is the one that's closest to what I deal with. I dealt with this one a few years ago um, when I became a public speaker. When I initially became a public speaker, I loved that I could show up. Nobody had ever heard of me and the expectations were super low and then I could exceed them. Surprising people was my absolutely favorite thing. But as my career progressed, so did the expectations. As I worked to get to a higher level in that career, I couldn't really surprise people anymore by exceeding low expectations. For instance, if Microsoft works with my speakers bureau, the the speakers bureau that represents me, and out of hundreds of speakers, maybe even thousands... They watch my professionally shot speaker reel. They read testimonials from Nissan and Comedy Central and James Franklin from Penn State. I spoke um, to the Vanderbilt football team when James Franklin was their head coach. And his testimonial is John Acuff is a beast. And that is the only time the word beast has ever been applied. Very few people see me like on the sidewalk and be like, whoa, whoa, watch out. That, that guy is the beast. I don't have the biggest frame. I don't have a beast-inspiring frame. James Franklin said that, which I love, put that on my, my tombstone. But if Microsoft does all this work and they hear me present ideas in a pre-call and they hire me for the event, guess what they expect when I show up? They expect me to kill it. I don't surprise them by finishing my goal of a great keynote. I meet their very high expectations and they should have high expectations. I'm trying to be one of the best speakers in the world. Now, here's the problem. Maybe there's there's three things I just mentioned. Maybe you don't reflect on any of those. You don't relate to any of those. Maybe there's something completely different. Regardless of what you're getting out of it, here's the main problem. If what you gain by not finishing outweighs what you receive by finishing, you'll always start and stop your goals. Let me repeat that. If what you gain, like if you get more, if you get so much out of not finishing and it's more than what you get out of finishing, you'll always stop. I once told my wife, for instance, that I I wish I had better friends. I said, Jenny, you know, I just wish I had better relationships, better friends, deeper connection. And she said, no, you don't. And I, that surprised me. And I said, what do you, what do you mean? No, like, of course I do. I want, who doesn't want better friends? And she said, you're an extrovert with strangers and an introvert with people you know. You use your travel schedule as an excuse to hide from real relationships. Ooh, you say some terribly mean, terribly true things, Jenny You really do. You're an extrovert with strangers and an introvert with people you know. Ooh, but here's the thing. She was right. She was right. I was super extroverted on the road. Book signing lines, events, super extrovert. I get home and I turn into this introvert. Now, what I gained by avoiding relationships is the safety of thinking I couldn't get hurt by other people if I don't connect with other people. Like It's this false sense of safety where the only way to get hurt is if I'm in real relationships. So therefore, I won't get hurt if I'm not in real relationship. I figured it out. Now, that problem sounds exactly like the plot of like a Lifetime Channel movie, doesn't it? Surrounded by people alone at home. One man's struggle to accept the risk of real relationship. Boom, boom, boom. There were certainly times when I had to pause relationships to focus on a goal. There was seasons where I was super busy or I was traveling a bunch, but the longer I held on to what I believed were the benefits of hiding hiding from your relationships, the longer I'd fail at accomplishing my goal of having friends. That, that was just the reality. My friendships were perfect in that they didn't hurt, but they were shallow. I didn't get hurt because they were shallow. But by never doing the work of being real with friends, my relationships were fake. And so I had to ask myself that question. What am I getting out? of not finishing. I was getting the illusion of safety, the illusion of protection. And eventually what I wanted more, real relationships, real connection, real community outweighed what I was getting. And I could really start to invest in my goal of having real relationships. So I think you should ask that question. What am I getting out of not finishing? And the reason why you should ask it now, this time of year, is that the year's almost over. That means we're about to head into New Year's resolution season, which I absolutely love. I love planning goals. I love that we're about to start doing that. Oh, I can't wait. And maybe there are already a few goals popping into your head for 2022. Like maybe you're already thinking, oh man, there's, there's so many things I want to do in 2022. It's going to be amazing. Or maybe, maybe it's the reverse. Maybe this time of year makes you naturally reflective. You're looking back on the year that just was. And you're wondering, why didn't I get done the things I wanted to get done? I had a bunch of goals, a bunch of expectations, a bunch of hopes, and I didn't really finish them. Why not? Maybe you're thinking backwards. And if that's you, if that's you, go listen to the grade on a curve episode of my podcast. I made a podcast about why you should grade on a curve. We'll link that one in the show notes. It's episode three, I believe. Now, regardless of whether you're looking forward or back, I think it's valuable to take a minute or two and sit with that question. What am I getting out of not finishing? Now, if you don't like the answer to that question, if you don't like the answer you come up with, I've got some amazing news. You get to change that. You you do. You get to do something about that. One thing I always say is that you're 100% of the people, you have 100% control over It's true. It's only you. You're 100% of the people you have 100% control over. And you've got a whole new blank year just around the corner. All of us do. And all of us will have an easier time finishing the goals we care about if we know what we're getting out of not finishing. So ask that question. What am I getting out of not finishing? And thank you so much for listening to this episode today. If you want to know more about what it takes to finish your goals, check out finishcourse.com. Um, at least watch that trailer because that thing is going to blow your mind. And please make sure you subscribe and leave a review. We're slowly marching to 1,000 reviews, which feels like cause for some sort of celebration. I'd love to hit 1,000 reviews because it's it's one of the things people look at when they decide whether or not they're going to listen to this podcast. So... That's why it's so important. I mean, when you take 90 seconds to leave a review, it helps other people connect with the content, which is why I'm so grateful that so many of you leave reviews. Last but not least, big thank you once again to our sponsor, which was was me and that awesome calendar. If you want a finished calendar, visit finishcalendar.com. I'll see you next Monday. And remember, all it takes is a goal. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the All It Takes is a Goal podcast and to get access to today's show notes and exclusive content from John Acuff, visit acuff.me podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the All It Takes is a Goal podcast.